Bibles to Jeremiah chapter 29. Jeremiah chapter 29. We are going to listen to the prophetical book of the book of Jeremiah from chapter 29. This is one of the many prophetical books, a couple of prophetical books that talk about the slavery children of Israel went through in Babylon. Now in order to set the context for our chapter 29 of the book of Jeremiah, I want to take you a little bit into the history of what really was taking place in Judea and the neighboring country of Babylon. So let's look at the timeline graph that you may see in the, in the screen right now. So children of Israel were taken into Babylon for 70 years of captivity. It's all began somewhere around 607 BC and it ended somewhere at 538 BC. During the 70 years of long period, children of Israel were taken as captives in Babylon. So Babylon during the time King Nebuchadnezzar and his son Belshazzar, they were reigning in Babylon. Couple of prophets, they prophesied concerning the captivity that is about to come and also concerning the release that will happen after 70 long years. Daniel was one of the prophets along with Jeremiah and Ezekiel. In fact, there is something peculiar about Daniel. Daniel lived through all these 70 years in captivity. Such an amazing man of God. You all remember what, what comes in your mind when you think about Daniel? Sorry? Oh, okay. Lion's den. That's it? Anything else? Prophecy, prayer. And nobody will tell anything about fasting. Ah, okay. Thank you. <laughs> That's just, just, just a joke. Yes, he was such a great man of God. God protected him in lion's den. He was just sitting there as if nothing is happening to him, right? God sent his angels and protected him. There's so many good things to talk about Daniel. And the way he functioned as a prophet, one of the great prophets in that time. Jeremiah prophesied about the coming exile that will take place when Babylon was ruled by Nebuchadnezzar and Ezekiel, in fact, he prophesied. So we are talking about Jeremiah's prophecy. In chapter 29, the prophet is writing a letter to the captives in Babylon. And there are three things that he is doing. That's going to be my message this morning. He's going to motivate children of God, even though they were in exile, even though they were under captivity. He wanted to encourage them. He wanted to motivate them to live their day, to live their day. Not only that, he was also giving warning for them to protect their lives. And finally, he was also giving them promise of hope that one day you will come back to your native land. Let's get into the Bible. Jeremiah chapter 29, we are going to read a couple of scriptures, verses 4 through 14. 
10, 11 verses we are going to read right now. Jeremiah 29 verse 4. Thus says the Lord of hosts, you can read with me, the God of Israel, to all who were carried away captive, whom I have caused to be carried away from Jerusalem to Babylon. Who caused the captivity? Okay, let's... The Lord. Who said, whom I have caused to be carried away from Jerusalem. It's not the devil. It's not Nebuchadnezzar. Who, who caused it? The Lord caused that captivity. Jerusalem to Babylon. Verse 5. Build houses. So this is a letter. Jeremiah the prophet is writing to the people who are under exile. In fact, he is sending the letter to Nebuchadnezzar or the leadership in Babylon so that the letter will be handed over to the children of Israel over, over, the, over there. Verse 5, build houses and dwell in them, plant gardens, eat their fruit, take wives and bigot sons and daughters and take wives for your sons and give your daughters to husbands so that they may bear sons and daughters, that you may be increased there and not diminished. Verse 7, and seek the peace of the city where I have caused you to be carried away, kept you, and pray to the Lord for it, for the city. For in it peace, you will have peace. In its peace, you will have peace. Verse 8. For thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, do not let your prophets and your diviners who are in your midst deceive you. You know, prophet can deceive you. Nor listen to your dreams which you cause to be dreamt. Verse 9, for they prophesy falsely to, your, to you in my name. I have not sent them, says the Lord. You know what happened, the children of Israel, when before even captivity, they heard there are many false prophets. That's where, you know, prophets like Jeremiah, uh, exactly Jeremiah, he was always very rough and tough with, with people. The way people were running here and there to listen to prophecy and they eventually listening end up in listening false prophecy and Jeremiah was always giving warning to them and exactly he says I have not sent them but don't listen to the verse, verse 10 for thus says the Lord after 70 years are completed at Babylon I will visit you and perform my good word toward you and cause you to return to this place for I know the thoughts that I think towards you that's where the scripture is says the Lord thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you a future and hope verse 12 then you will call upon me and go and pray to me and I will listen to you and you will seek me and I, you will find me when you search for me with all your heart verse 14 can you read together i will be found by you says the lord and i will bring you back from your captivity i will gather you from the nations and from all the places where i have driven you says the lord and i will bring you to the place from which i cause you to be carried away captive it's very funny because God caused this captivity and he is promising that you know you will be taken care of when you are there and he's also promising them saying that you will come back safely and I will listen to you and the reason for that captivity will, will not go there 
but in general children of god were not observing the sabbath in the way that they are supposed to observe you know when we don't give importance to god when we don't give importance to sabbath that's our sunday for god you know what god causes what god causes what captivity it may not be a physical captivity but it may be some other captivity so god expects us to give due respect and due importance to god because he is god you know there are three things we are going to talk about if you can put the next slide please We're taking it taking you one more level down there are three major things that scripture is talking that the scripture that we read number one god was motivating people of god through the prophet jeremiah to take the captivity easy to take the captivity easy he was motivating encouraging them to live through the captivity and secondly he is also cautioning them not to give credit to their false prophecies and thirdly he was giving assurance that god would restore them back one day god would restore them back one day and god did that exactly by the mercy of god after 70 long years they were restored back to their own nation god was telling them one day you will be taken out of the captivity into your own nation amen does it speak to you this morning god is telling them one day you will be taken out of the captivity and you will be brought into your own family into your own nation you know we all have so much hope on that one day stella was testifying this morning saying that i was just waiting for that one day in my life how many of you are waiting for that one day to come in your life for all the struggles and all the toils that we go through on the face of this earth we have been waiting on the lord for that one day to come in our lives you know if you talk to somebody who is going through terrible sickness terminal illness and they are just waiting for the day to come if you go and talk to them they saying brother i'm just waiting for that day i'm just waiting for that one day that all my pain will be taken out of my body i'm just waiting for that one day to come there are millions are struggling in that way across the globe just waiting for the day to come in their lives you know there are many of us carry so much of burden in our heart so much of troubles in our life and we are waiting for that one day so that there will be some release some freedom for us to live many times in our lives as sela mentioned we lose our social life and at times we even forget you know where we are and what we are going through you know many through many difficulties as we are taken in this life at times we wait for that one day to come at times we wait for that one day to come in our lives this morning this morning god wants us to listen god wants us to wait for that one day but until that day comes in our lives god is the god who takes care of us so this morning i would like to title my sermon as one day can you say that with me one day the day when our expectations will be met the day when our expectations will be met the hope of the captives was that one day can you all look at me and say one day again the hope of the captives was that particular one day that one day i will be released from this captivity one day i will be totally set out of this captivity one day my dream will come true 
one day my pain will be lifted off me one day now today i'm living in little one day i will be living in plenty today i'm depending on people but one day i will just be on my own today i'm not good i'm not doing good at all but one day i will be happy any such thing comes in your mind today as i speak that one day something will happen one day something will happen that i've been expecting i've been waiting on the lord days after days month after month year after year i just want that to happen one day i know many of you are many of you are especially we think about students that come for to this nation and we all know the struggles that they go through to put, put their foot on the on this land to get settled down they're just waiting for one day for some of them family may be back in their nation one day waiting for that one day so this scripture portion represents the three sections they also represent different stages of our lives i want you to just as i preach i want you to just align that with your life what you are going through in your life god is talking about living your life in the situation that is given in your hands god was telling people of god people in, in under captivity you need to live your life and you need to protect yourself and you need to hope for that one day to come in your life there are three things we are talking about if you can put the next slide number one can you read with me live you are today out loud live you are still out loud live you are today second protect your living expect your tomorrow live your today protect your living expect your tomorrow these are the three things that god is telling about number one live your today shall we read those scriptures again the scripture is going to speak to us this morning jeremiah chapter 29 verse 4 thus says the lord of hosts god is telling them you need to live your today and today morning god is telling you the same thing that you need to live your today thus says the lord of hosts the god of israel to all who were carried away captive whom i have caused to be carried away from jerusalem to babylon build your houses dwell in them plant gardens and eat their fruits take wives and beget sons and daughters and take wives for your sons and give your daughters to your husband two husbands so that they may bear sons and daughters multiply that's what god is telling that you may be increased there and not diminished and seek the peace of the city where i have caused you to be carried away captive and and pray that the lord for it for its peace is your peace so that you will have peace there think about the situation of the people over there they are under captivity they are not doing good at all they are just missing everything in their lives they are missing in fact the captivity took place in three stages some of them they were taken and their family is not taken so you know they were all just missing people here and there but god is asking them to do something it is impossible for them to do at this moment they are already living in bondage but you know what god is telling them god is asking them to build your house build your house and establish your life and you know what for some of them the 70 years of captivity is their lifetime they were born in captivity and they would have died in captivity 
Their lifetime was just a captivity. And for them, they can't wait for another better day. They are not going to see that at all. They are not going to see. Some of us have been waiting and waiting and waiting, but God is telling, live your life today. Live your life today. I don't know whether it makes sense to you. You know, so you may say that I'm going through such a difficult situation. I'm going through a financial crisis in my life. I'm not experiencing any growth at all. My life is like a stagnant water. It's not even flowing. It's not even being a blessing for my own family. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? Many times we think so low about us. And we think that God, I don't have any hold on this land. I don't have anybody who can understand me. I don't have anybody who can help me. In the year 2020, I didn't get permission. I think I'm okay. Babu's here. Bina came to this nation. Can I talk about it? Okay, thank you. You can't say no. no. <laughs> In the year 2020, Bina came to this nation. So she came as a visitor to this land. And we gave her shelter just to be with us for some time. And I, when I go back, I try to motivate her. This is what you need to do, that's what you need to do. Or she'll say yes, 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 and then when they go back, and then you know, probably nothing has happened. So then I thought, okay, let's take a paper. Let's put a list of things to do, right? To-do list. And you do this, just call 40 employers every day. Right? And evening, you give me an update on whom you called and what is their response. So that was the homework. And at the end of the day, when I go, she'll be totally tired and exhausted saying that, Pastor, I'm just a visitor in this nation. Who's going to consider me? I always say nothing wrong in trying. Keep trying. Keep playing. But God opened the door for her. Thank God for that. You know, the time, at times we feel in the same way. We are already under captivity. And we are, I don't have any proper status in this land. I don't have any hold in this land. But God is asking me to leave my day today. How is it possible? You know, that may be your question today. I want you to think about those who lived, those who were born and those who died during their captivity. I want you to think about... Children being born during war in Syria and in Afghanistan and in other places. How were their life is going to be? What's going to happen to their life? They are born, probably they lost their parents. They are just born and that moment they got displaced into some other place. Don't they have life? If they are waiting for a better time to come, if they are waiting for a better day for their life to come, when are they going to live? And this morning God is telling you and me, live your day today. Can I hear an amen? People living in bondage, God is telling them, build your houses. You get married, you settle down, bear children and multiply. Do not diminish, but increase. You know, this morning that's what God is telling you. 
You may be thinking and you may be planning to do certain things, but planning is not going to help. God wants you to do it. And do not worry about what your status is. You know, God will bless you. God will be with you. I thank God for those who are able to initiate and start businesses. You know, when you think about our situation, our, our limitations, our financial abilities, you don't see, but you move forward with the grace and strength that God has given you. And God is telling you this morning, we need to live our day. But don't we have problems? Yes, we do. Don't we have financial difficulties? Yes, we do. Don't we have health issues? Yes, we do. Don't we have relationship struggles? Yes, we do. We have all these things. We have all these things. But God is telling you this morning, live your day today. One who doesn't know how to live the moment will never leave. One who doesn't, one who doesn't know how to live this moment will never leave. This morning God is speaking to you. Do not worry about your status, your situation, your troubles. God wants you to leave. God is telling us this morning, this is what God says in Psalm 118 verse 24. Can you read with me? This is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Which is that day? What is today? Tuesday? Sorry, I heard that way. You said that. You said this way. But I heard Tuesday. It's my problem. Sunday? So can you change the scripture saying that Sunday is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Amen? Sounds good? Today. Every day. Today is which day? Every day. So God is asking us to do this every day. What do we need to do? Can you read together? This is the day. Every day when you get up from the bed. And can you say this? This is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. On that day your MRI is scheduled. What will you do? You get up in the morning. And what do you say? This is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. That's what God expects. Let's not wait for another day. Number two, during the living of under our captivity, under captivity, God is asking us to do something else. Number two, protect your life. Jeremiah chapter 29 verse 8. Can you read it with me? Can you read it with me together? For thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel. Can you read? Do not let your prophets and your diviners who are in your midst deceive you. Nor listen to your dreams which you cause to be dreamt. God is saying something to the children of Israel to protect their lives. We're living in the foreign land. It is very much applicable to all of us. You know, most of us are immigrants to this nation. When living in this foreign land, God wants us to protect our lives. God wants us to protect ourselves. Listen to me carefully. We're living in bondage. We need to protect ourselves. Even though this bondage was caused by God, remember they are living under the rulerships that's not godly. King Nebuchadnezzar and Belshazzar and all the other kings and all the other kingdoms, you know. In fact, uh, the, 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 uh, the, the Persia kingdom and the Greek kingdom and all the other kingdoms which came and went, they were not godly. 
And when we are living in such a situation, it is very important that we need to protect our lives. What are the dangers of living in bondage? What are the dangers of living in captivity? There's certainly a cultural conflict. Children of Israel, they were in Judea, but now they are living in Babylon. Babylonian culture was not same as the Judean culture. The people of God were not so used to it. And children, when they went into captivity, they started walking away from God because there is no more church, no more temple, no more worship, and nothing is happening. Nobody is seeking God. Everybody is afraid. Children started walking away from God. And addiction and all the sinful practices of the land has come into their lives. This morning, does it make sense what I'm talking about? When we are in this another land, as a foreign land, it is easy, very easy that we will fall into the situation that we see around us today. The safety for the family members is lost. There is, they are no more safe. They are living under the rulership that's not godly, that brought us as captives. More than that, there is false teachings and deceptions going on. God is telling through Jeremiah, do not go away from God. Do not go away from God. Even though we have come to this nation as immigrants, we cannot get to, we cannot, we cannot tend to go to lose those gods in our lives. We can't take it easy. God is asking us to protect our lives. God wants us to seek him. This morning God is telling us to protect our lives. Where are our children today? What are they up to? Are they walking in the ways of God? You know, this was the concern of the people of God when they were living under bondage. And that is your concern and my concern today. You know, sometime at least, sometime I used to say to parents, if they don't come to church, I tell them at least for the sake of your children, you come to church. So that they know what is coming to church. Otherwise, they don't even have an idea about church. Jeremiah 2, 13 this is what God said with the heavy burden in his heart. Can you read with me? For my people have committed two evils. They have forsaken me. Very easily happens when we are in bondage. Very easily happens when we are in a foreign nation. When very easily happens to your family. When we migrate to another nation. For they have committed two evils. They have forsaken me. The fountain of living waters. And second thing what they did. And hewn themselves cisterns. Broken cisterns that cannot hold water. This morning there are two questions. What are those broken cisterns in your life? You are trying to hold the blessing of God, but the blessing is flowing through your hand. Can you just hold your hand like this, all of you? Do you see a hole there in the middle? How much ever you try to hold, if you put water, the water is going to just flow down. You cannot hold it. That's what God is exactly telling you. We are trying to call the blessings of the God, blessings of God in the broken cisterns. What are those broken cisterns? Maybe my job? Maybe my family? Maybe my children? Or maybe some entertainment? Or maybe sports? It's all good. It's all good. But they are your broken cisterns. And we are trying to call the blessing of God. I know your family. 
They used to come regularly when the children were little. They used to come to church very regularly. But when the children started growing up, they, the parents, they put them into different sports here and there. Nobody here, don't try to guess. And a little later, sister, where are the children? They say, no, they, I need to take, uh, you know, he has gone for sports today. He's in hockey. And the girl is in skating. And she's in somewhere else. And a little later, sister is missing at the church. And sister, where are you? No, 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 I need to take him to another city because there's an interstate city, something going on there I need to take. Slowly, slowly, children stop coming to church. And today, Mom expected certain things in their lives that she needed to, be, get, she needed to get married to somebody else, somebody else and all those kind of things. But they know what? Nothing happened. Nothing has gone according to mom's expectation. During this time, they lost dad. Mom is today crying. My children aren't walking away from God. My children are unnecessarily into so many relationships. Why? Where did everything started? Because God is, ask, God is asking us to protect our family. Bringing children to church is very important. Otherwise, we try to hold the blessings in the broken cisterns. And God is asking us to protect spiritually our families. There is something known as spiritual protection for us. God wants us to spiritually protect us. Sometimes we allow everybody to walk into our lives. I want you to understand this in the spiritual sense, not in the physical sense. We allow everybody to walk spiritually, everybody to get connected with us spiritually. We want to talk to this sister, that brother, and we want to pray with them, this sister, that sister. We allow everybody to speak into our lives. It is good. We need to have fellowship with people who are known to us. The moment we start having fellowship, you know, with others, those who are not known to us very clearly, we invite so many things into our lives. There's a difference between having friendship and having fellowship. Bible clearly distinguish, distinguishes both. Once we open fellowship with somebody, we may know that person very well, but we do not know where their connections are because they are no more here in this church. They are no more worshiping with us. We do not know. For the very same reason, we are friends with many people who left the church, but we don't fellowship with them anymore because we do not know where they go and what doors, spiritual doors they opened in their lives. Now, when we are fellowshipping with such people, it opens up opportunity for spiritual inflow. You know what I'm talking about? It's a spiritual network that which we don't see with our eyes. But when we open up the opportunities, the amount of baggage they carry, they are connected with some other prayer group, this group, that group, this prophet, that prophet, all these baggages come through, flows through into your life. And you need to be careful if you are not careful. You are not protecting your spiritual life. That doesn't mean that we need to reject them, we need to neglect them, we need to be friends with them. But fellowshipping is something different. God wants us to protect our spiritual lives. Number three, he expects them to expect their tomorrow. He said, after 70 years, 
Because of God's mercy, you will be released. Shall we read those scriptures? Jeremiah 21, 29, 10 to 14. Can you read with me? For thus says the Lord, after 70 years are completed at Babylon, I will visit you and perform my good word toward you and cause you to turn to this place. For I know the thoughts that I think about you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and hope. Verse 12, then you will call upon me and go and pray to me and I will listen to me. Before that 70 years, how much ever you pray and try to come out of the captivity, I'm not going to hear. Sometimes when we go through difficulties in our lives, no matter how much you pray, God is not listening to your prayer. God is not answering your prayer because it's God's timing. God has a timing. God has a purpose. And he says, then you will call upon me. I will go and go and pray to me and I will listen to you. Verse 30, and you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. And verse 14, I will, and shall we read that? I will be found by you, says the Lord, and I will bring you back from captivity. I will gather you from all the nations and from all the places where I have driven you, says the Lord, and I will bring you to the place from which I caused you to be carried away captive. God is telling, I will release you one day. Some of us may be going through that captive moments in our lives right now. And the promise of God is, I will release you. Can you say, I will release you? That's what God says. And he says, I have plans for you to give you a good future and to give you hope. And you will call upon my name. I will listen. You will seek for me and you will, found, you will, you will find me. When you search me with all your heart, you will find And I will bring you back from captivity into the land where I want to establish you. And what is the message? Expect your tomorrow. Are you here with an expectation this morning? Is your life having any expectation at all? Are you just lost everything? To some of you, if you talk to you, you'll say that, Pastor, I just had a lot of expectation, but you know what? Nothing went by my plan. Nothing happened according to my plan. I just lost all the expectation. I just left it now. Let it happen whenever it happens. I'm not going to worry about it. We have come to that stage, but this morning God is telling you, begin your expectation, because God is about to do it. God is about to do it in your life. Why don't you just start expecting something from God? God wants us to have expectation. If you stop expecting, we will not work towards it. And God wants us to have expectation. And if you have high expectation, at least you will reach somewhere in life. Do you understand what I'm talking about? Somebody wants to become the prime minister of this nation. It's good. But at least you can become an MLA. Have high expectations. And ask God. And pray about it. I think it's, uh, I, I remember, it's, I think it's William Carey who said, expect great things from God and do great things for God. Expect great things from God. One day is going to come in our lives soon. This morning, I want to just close. God is expecting us to expect. Just don't lose your expectation. 
try to expect to become somebody in your life some of us want to achieve certain things in our lives some of us want to come up in our lives in a different way that's my expectation too that's all of your expectation that you want to come up in life and you become somebody in your life and this morning god is telling you that you need to continue to expect i'll just close this uh, sermon with this story probably you would have heard of this story three trees stood so tall on top of a mountain and those three trees were talking to each other saying that i have a great expectation concerning my future and i know i'm just dreaming about what i might be one day the first tree told it just looked up the stars in the sky they all appeared to be diamonds and that tree told i want to become a treasure chest one day and i want to hold millions and millions dollar worth of treasure of gold diamond and silver everything i want to hold i want to become a treasure chest the second tree looked down into the ocean and said i want to become a ship sailing in the ocean carrying many kings in the ocean i want to become a ship what a great dream for the tree and the third tree said i don't want to go anywhere i want to stay strong on top of this mountain when people look at me they see god in me through me i want to stay strong stay strong on top of this mountain three trees had a great expectation years passed by three woodcutters were climbing on top of the mountain the first tree as they the first woodcutter approached the tree first tree said i want to become a treasure chest and the time has now come and he did few swings and the tree fell down the second tree said i will be you know what the woodcutter has come the moment he cuts me and puts me down i will be taken into the shipyard and they are going to make ship out of me and my dream is going to come true and the third tree said the third tree in fact didn't say anything it got confused because the tree wanted to be there but now a woodcutter is coming towards the refusing again the tree fell down and the tree was taken away the first tree rejoices as it was taken into the carpenter shop and the tree expected itself to be modified to be changed made as a treasure chest instead the tree was made by the carpenter as a cattle feed box the second tree thought that it was having a great rejoicing moment and the second tree was taken into the shipyard and the tree thought the ship the the, the owner is going to make ship out of me but eventually the tree was further cut down instead of ship it was made into a fisherman's boat the third tree was cut and it was taken to a lumber yard and it is cut further into few long strong logs and they were thrown there couple of years passed by the trees they forgot their dreams nothing had happened as expected suddenly one night a young woman first found this particular tree 
as a feed box for the cattle lying in a cattle shed and husband wanted to make a crib and this woman skews the hands of the husband and said you know what see that there is a box there near the cattle shed and she brought the baby and laid the baby in that treasure box and that box for the first time in its life was holding the greatest treasure on the face of this earth it had great expectation but now something has come true in its life suddenly one day the second tree now became a fisherman's boat not a ship and Peter bought that boat and he pushed that boat into the water and Jesus got into that boat and Jesus asked Peter to push so deep and he pushed that boat a little deeper into the ocean and Jesus started preaching the second tree was rejoicing say that I wanted a king carry many kings as a ship but now I'm able to carry the king of kings and the lord of lords in my life the third tree on Friday morning few people came there looking for logs of wood they took two of the logs from this tree and the tree was rejoicing because you know what there is a hope now because I wanted to be there on top of the mountain finding people to guard but now I was cut down but I lost all my dreams and hopes but now somebody's coming and picking me up and they they have taken the two pieces of this log through an angry and jeering and spinning crowd and a man named Jesus was crucified on this wood on the third day morning the tree was just standing there on top of the mountain just all alone pointing people to God the expectations did not come through the way they expect but the expectations happened in the way of God can you all arise this morning if you expect something in your life do not give up do not give up your dreams keep expecting keep dreaming God will do something beautiful in your life do not lose hope God wants you to hold on to him it is just a humble beginning that you have begun but God has great plans in your lives this morning as you heard the word I want you to just respond to the word if you hold on to your expectations today you can become somebody on one day God is telling you this morning to live your life. God is telling you to this morning to protect your life. And also God is telling you to expect for your tomorrow.